0: If you're a business owner, you don't need us to tell you running a business is tough. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Join the over 21,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash c-suite. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. This is a challenging time for businesses. We're all anxious to get back to work as quickly as we can, but also as safely as we can. Business leaders must uphold a duty of care, a responsibility to make sure that they and others are safe in the workplace. C-Suite Network created C-Suite Supplies, a trusted source of quality protective equipment. Whatever your reason is for wearing a mask, do your part and protect your most valuable assets. Your employees and customers. Go to c-sweetsupplies.com.
1: So, homies and homies out there, uh, breaking news from the uh, superhero homies, Quentin and Kevin here. Unfortunately, these superhero homies uh, are going to have to delay our episodes uh, from henceforth uh, without a uh, for sure return date because of the coronavirus. Uh, Everything else is stopping, and so we kind of got scared like everything and decided that we just have to completely shut down mics because, you know... um, i don't know where to go from here i'm just bsing the fuck out of all this because ain't nothing gonna stop us from recording and getting you guys the stuff the reviews the comic book breakdowns the nerd sessions please we ain't gonna stop because of this corona yeah (laughs) i didn't know where to go with it so i said i said and let me pump the brakes i don't want anyone taking me seriously here
2: uh -hmm. yeah shout out to uh any of the homies out there, or anybody who knows anybody who may have the coronavirus, right? Uh, notice today. we don't know a whole lot about it other than the uh, the current immediate symptoms. Uh, we don't know if that thing can progress to something else or, or what forth or whatnot. Hopefully, not, but uh, hopefully, not. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, so all hmm. you may know, uh, you know, we 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 deal in like we, we don't do well with reality, that's why we, we read so many comic <laughs> books. Right. You know, we, we deal uh, with a lot of fantasy and entertainment and, and, and comedy and humor. And that's what we'll continue to at least attempt to bring to the podcast
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: You know, and, until we just completely
1: fall off. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. In the meanwhile, good luck to all of you homies and in keeping up your health. Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do. With well, that being said,
2: unfortunately, some of our movie reviews will be delayed until the movies come out. So
1: that part we are unfortunately quite serious about. Okay. Uh, we we caught news of multiple productions being halted, mm-hmm. which sucks because we've already purchased tickets uh, to review a lot of these products. And as you guys know, we try to do them on same night releases, but here we are. So.
2: Yeah. yeah, so well, yeah. we'll see what happens with that. Uh, so far for the Patreon, it's just mm-hmm. going to be Mulan and A Quiet Place Part 2. Yep. Uh, and also for, for all the homies out there, it's going to be uh, New Mutants again. Believe it or not, it's been delayed. Right, because we were so, joking
1: about that earlier today. Like, yeah. man, if New Mutants is sticking it out, nothing's there. To- oh, wait, no, they <laughs> didn't stick it out. Because we uh, read about Quiet Place first, mm-hmm. and now it's Mulan and everything else. So, yeah, you
2: know. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. But we'll uh, see. We'll see. Well, welcome back, homies, to the Superhero Homies Podcast. Hell My name yeah. is Quentin, and as always, I'm here with the homie, Kevin.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, how you guys all doing tonight? Uh, real quick, before we get into the knit and grit of it all, I do have a couple of shout-outs to some recent super cool over-the-top homies that deserve a, a quick shout-out. Let me look them up real quick, because I took order of everybody. There it is right there, cool. So a recent shout out to our YouTube subscribers, the first ones to hit up the list and become homies who not only listen, but watch. Indeed, indeed. Uh, And just first names, we're not gonna give our whole names, so to you homies out there, you know who you are, you know your last name, we don't gotta remind you. Uh, Homies, TAME, Raphael in all caps, Parrish and Diron Ed. My guys, all of you guys so far have been the first to sign up for our Patreon uh, and our YouTube. Hell yeah. Actually, I don't know if all those names are Patreon. Yeah, Hopefully, um, you guys do jump on Patreon. Yeah. That'd be awesome, too. Mm-hmm. But these guys definitely were the YouTube bros. Cool. cool, yep. cool. Yep, yep. Yep.
2: Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Shout I, I think out. There's, I think there's more. I think there's, what, 13? 13
1: total? Okay. These are the ones that were first uh, notified to me. Um, the other names out there. I only read four, if you guys couldn't tell. Um, so yeah, I'll look up the others and put them on the list for the next episode, guys. That way, we can give you guys a proper shout out too. Cool.
2: Yeah. Uh, but let's get to a guys. Bloodshot. Yep. So before we get too far into it, I'm gonna pump the brakes again, and as always, before we do any kind of movie review, you have to know that the first portion of this episode will be spoiler free, with the second half being full of goddamn spoilers. So if you don't like spoilers, Uh, And you haven't seen the movie yet, then you can listen to the first half, but then after that, you might want to skedaddle.
1: Exactly. And, uh, yeah, thank you for the reading of the rules. Mm -hmm. Homies watching, hopefully you actually read the description because it is typed out there for you as well. So, no take backsies, no forgiveness at this point on. So, let's go ahead and uh, hit the gas pedal, my friend. It's late. We already watched the movie. I'm ready to talk about it. Bloodshot.
2: Uh, Yes, Bloodshot. uh, Directed by David S.F. Wilson. Uh, and starring Vin Diesel. Uh, And, of course, this is based off of the valiant comic book superhero of the same name, Bloodshot. Uh, So, Kevin, your vague overall thoughts. what you think of this one? So, Bloodshot was
1: kind of dope, dude. Mm. Uh, I was happy that some of the uh, things that we had talked about in our preview episode regarding Bloodshot and our expectations and hopes for this product, uh, I was happy to see that a lot of those uh, came to light, man. Um, I was really, really overall just... uh, I was really happy with the product. You know, it was cool. I, I think it gave comic book genre movies a, a decent run for their money. Um, Vin Diesel was really cool. You know, this is just a, a, a loose overall synopsis of the movie. I'm just kind of briskly going over a few things that we're going to talk about in greater detail. Mm-hmm. But overall, the movie was fun. It kept me enamored throughout the whole time. Um, it wasn't perfect. There is a few moments I have to make fun of it for, you know, as we're mm-hmm. going to get into here. But overall, I thought it was a pretty good movie, brother. What what about you? What'd you think? So I'm just not realizing
2: I haven't fully formulated my thoughts on it yet. Okay. Uh, But...
1: Fair. I uh, I mean, we did just finish it. That's true. This is true.
2: I I would have to say that this... This is always so hard to say because I'm not in the fucking room when these movies are being made. I think I would have thrown this script out entirely... And, and brought
1: something else. Wow, fuck, dude. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it sounds like you were not placated at all. Like, okay, huh? No,
2: not really. Uh, so, okay. I mean, huh. here's the thing. So, like, I, I've been ever since uh, our Bloodshot preview. I've been immersing myself in in Bloodshot. I finished the the doing the run, and I even read a little bit of just uh, Jeff Lemire's run on Bloodshot, and just kind of getting my feel of the character. And I think there's some pros and cons to that. The pros are that I get to learn more about the character, his environment, and right. and, and some of his his plots and other side characters. But the cons are that I get hyped about reading this because I'm thinking of the potential of of seeing this on the big screen. Okay. And then we go to the big screen, and I don't even see anything that looks like Bloodshot himself. Better yet, any of the other characters. Hmm. Uh, The As a matter of fact, Vin's character, Bloodshot, of course, is the only character in the movie that's from the comics.
1: Uh, Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I can see where that's disappointing, actually. I can see, because if you couldn't tell, Hmm. homies, if you couldn't tell, I didn't really participate in reading of it beforehand. Um... So I guess for a lot of us out there, that might be more the experience that you get. For those of you who are, are familiar with the graphic novel and at least the the OG content, that sounds disheartening, dude. I'm I'm really sorry that was your experience. Yeah,
2: yeah. And you that know, blows. I, I I do know that a lot of these characters, or at least two of them, mm-hmm. are going to be made into comic book characters. Okay. Uh, moving forward, but even still, that's just kind of a it's kind of a weird. Move to make, you know, um, and I, and I guess you do have certain—I don't want to say rights or privileges, but you, there's certain things that you can do with a lesser-known property. That, you know, you can't do with, say, uh, Spider-Man or Superman or someone who's very well-known. Right, like right, with, right. With those properties, you, you really you kind of tie it down yeah. as to, you know, okay, so we know that this character has to behave like this or the Ross. The fan base will freak exactly. the fuck out.
1: Because everyone knows that character. Yes. Everyone knows the Peter Parker, the Clark Kent, etc. Right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, not everybody knows Ray Garrison, which, nope. you know... And
2: so, I mean, even mm. even, even that, you know, how the hell they played okay. that was kind of on the fence
1: a little so let's let's organize our thoughts a little bit here Mm. let's talk about the movie in general and and just a quick overall breakdown like we normally do the plot the point of view the theme the characters and etc all that good jazz Mm. and then let's let's break it down by the graphic novels point of view and and do like a, a little mini compare contrast um that way we can kind of understand your point of view a little bit more here and not just what my experience was, because I feel like more, mm. more and more people going to understand my point of view, Hard. but to really do this movie review justice, we have to talk about the graphic novel, and its I, I guess it's contrast to the movie. Fuck, man. That's disheartening. I mean, yeah. that, that, that's, that highlights a whole other issue that we've talked about time and time again, mm-hmm. where it's like, what what are you doing with your character integrity? But right. But we're do, obviously going to talk about that in great detail here. Yeah. Um, where that, to start? Well, I, I do want to say this real quick. And then we, sure, like, sure, sure, sure. And, and that is,
2: you know, like, this may seem to, like, a layman out there that this is a kind of a small thing. But if you think about it, it's actually quite, quite big and important. If you look at it like this, back in, what was it, 2002... Uh, Sam Raimi, Tobey McGuire, Spider-Man 1 came out, Yeah, and that movie did the three things that it absolutely needed to do, not just for Spider-Man, but for superhero movies in general. This movie, hmm. A, pleased the fans, B, pleased the critics, and C, made a shit ton of money. And so... What Hollywood, the, yes, Hollywood. What that did was it woke up the Hollywood executives and producers because those assholes are typically ten years behind as they far as really, what people want. Right? Yeah,
1: they're so disconnected. But okay, that's
2: that's another episode. <laughs> Oof! But what they really did also was it showed them that oh there's an audience for this type of movie people like these superhero movies so it's not like but but just a few years ago joel Schumacher made those batman movies and people were all up in arms we don't understand but what it really showed is that when proper care and attention is put into these movies that not only will people turn out for them but they're actually can be really great movies yeah and then that kind of reshaped and reinvigorated the superhero genre as a whole Bloodshot was that for Valiant Comics. Bloodshot was the entryway into what I guess potentially still could be the bigger Valiant universe. Yeah, you know, with Harbinger and Exo Man of War and all of them. Okay, I can I can see the comparison. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it, it may maybe at the best it may slow down those movies potentially
1: being made. Fuck, you know? see that's depressing because yeah. that that that. You were supposed to lay out the track for your success, but it's more like you made a loose trail in the woods mm-hmm. at that point. And, that, and that's rough, because, I mean, if your beginning isn't strong, how can you expect the rest of your path to go smoothly, you know? Yeah. Fuck, man. I yeah. mean, if, uh. if, if if that's how the rest of the, you know, if that's how the movie's received, you know, outside of what we think of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um but sadly enough chances are if this movie doesn't do well then yeah. yeah yeah and and that's not to speak of when the movie's released which is obviously in a very uh, confusing and and um i guess difficult time for you know the world in general because of all the whole recent publications and all the the news over like people you know the whole corona thing is, is probably scaring people away from watching movies as much as we would normally so it's not like you're gonna see your in-game turnout for bloodshot sadly mm-hmm. i mean just tonight it was you know oh man i mean i had i had room to prop my feet up one foot to this chair and one foot to that chair and have my popcorn in the chair beside me there weren't that many people but that's that's all unrelated, yeah. almost. Let's let's go into this. Yeah.
2: So as far as the movie goes, it follows a a soldier who is mm-hmm. uh, who is killed in combat, and then using current technology, he's brought back and his memories are wiped. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I just described 1992's Universal Soldier. Let me. <laughs> right. Right.
1: I'm sorry. I've been
2: sitting on that one for a while though. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you've had a joke in the chamber, you're oh, just like yeah. I gotta let it go, man.
2: Have that motherfucker cotton loaded. Yeah, you uh, did. Yeah, but no. Shout out to Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, <laughs> and Roland Emmerich and Dolph yeah. Lundgren, who was the villain. Anyways, good yeah. memory. Wow. <laughs> you oh. know, like we talk about the movies that really define my childhood. That's that's one of them. You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, none of them are considered excellent movies. You know, Mortal Kombat, uh, <laughs> Universal Soldier One and Two. Right. It's like we uh, just talked
1: about a couple of these titles on the uh, on the Guilty Pleasures we podcast did. on uh, our Patreon edition. Yes, yep, yep. yep.
2: But uh, US Universal Soldier that is a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, there are some stark similarities. Really quick, you know, another similarity is that Universal Soldier was released in '92, the same year that Bloodshot was created. So. Wow, yeah. <laughs> what came out
1: first? I wonder. What came out of February '92, and what came out November '92? Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh hmm. uh, yeah.
2: But no, uh, that that is kind of um, some of the trace work for this movie, yeah. uh, and for Bloodshot. And and uh, obviously there are some differences, and we'll, we'll get into those later on. But yeah, as far as the overall theme goes. This uh, this man Ray Garrison, uh, Vin Diesel's character, the main right. character, he's trying to uh, to piece together his fragmented memories and to uh, to find his life essentially, and he realizes that not everything is as it seems. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and and of course like this is a this is a super high tech facility that he's a part of uh, Project Rising Spirit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, that that is um, that's like the the super vague overall gist of of the movie's premise here.
1: Yeah, that, that's a safe synopsis. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you can piece together. Um, yeah. So let, let's talk about the cast in general here. We already mm-hmm. mentioned Vin Diesel. Uh, how do you feel like he did?
2: I think that Vin did pretty good. I I, I mean, I, mm-hmm. like this. Uh, I think that Bloodshot is is a good uh, valiant character for him to uh, to play as. Like out of all the ones I can think of. Okay. Yeah. This this one he fits the bill the most. Interesting
1: bit of trivia. Did you know that uh, Jared Leto was almost cast as our blood shop, oh, our really? Ray Garrison? Yep, yep. They went with Vin. Uh, they went with Jared Leto first, and then eventually Vin Diesel got in on the role. And I mean, aesthetically talking, he looks so much more like the character. Oh, do you mind holding up the yeah. front of that for us again? I
2: don't know. I think I think Leto has the better hair for it.
1: But <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll show show it to these guys real quick too. Here. Uh, I don't know if they can see it well. Actually, the back picture is really good. Yeah, yeah, better on the back. But, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. I don't know if they can really see that. Hopefully, I mean, you guys he, he can. I mean, he
2: is bald for like a, a short session, in here after he gets like nuked or some see? shit.
1: See, yeah, I remember that image. That's the one I thought <laughs> was on the front. But yeah, you're right. There is a uh, hairy blush shot on the front. Yeah. So. Hmm. Mm, yeah, give yeah. a little, take a little. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, little column A, little column B. But uh, overall, I I gotta agree with you, man. I thought Vin Diesel did a pretty good job. I I don't know, like I I'm not used to the protagonist not having the front line spotlight as you know, um, as little as he did. Because mm. I felt like there was a lot of chunk of the movie where he was the driving force and definitely the the POV or the point of view. But then there was a lot of times whenever he was put in the back seat. And that happened a lot more often than I had anticipated, which isn't bad generally for you know a movie to do, because that does give you a lot of opportunity to flesh out your side characters and your, your other people, maybe your antagonist and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like that wasn't really happening here though. You know? Like I felt like when he took the back seat sometimes I did the movie justice and at other times I just kind of felt myself looking at my watch like okay when we getting bloodshot again right we're just kind of here you know yeah yeah and, and maybe you reciprocate that I don't know yeah you know, that, I, I that's think me.
2: I, I think I do I think ultimately uh, because we talked about this in the preview podcast uh, David SF Wilson I think that this is his first actual live action directing get he's Mm -hmm. mostly a a vfx artist yeah yeah uh so like directing really isn't his forte so to speak and and i even mentioned how like uh even with the simon simon kinberg how he he was uh, a writer for years and then he finally got the opportunity to write dark phoenix and we saw that turned out i mean to direct dark phoenix yeah yeah. and uh you know i I feel that honestly like like this premise like if If Christopher Nolan wasn't done with superhero movies, I think he would have had a field day with this. Uh, Because there's a lot of mind games that you can play with the character of This would have been
1: a totally different movie if Christopher Nolan had it. Oh, absolutely. This would have been a... (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Hey, moving on. I I had to bite my tongue, guys. Hi. (laughs) you almost caught me slipping but uh
2: yeah so moving on well, yeah um, we'll move on but you are you are kind of right though because like when they do kind of beer from bloodshot which correct I, me if i'm wrong is she ever referred to as bloodshot
1: no i didn't think so not once yeah not once do they use the word bloodshot they mm-hmm. don't even use the words blood or shot in the same <laughs> sentence and i'm deeply disturbed no, I'm joking. And also, uh, I can't stop thinking about Christopher Nolan directing this movie in another universe. And now oh, I'm man. pissed off. Right? right? The fuck, Chris? What are you doing? What are you doing, brother? Tenet looks really good. Yes, I'll give you does. that. Yes. That looks like a. it's going to be a great movie. Yes. But come on back, brother. Give us uh, another superhero movie. This This would have been the
2: one. He was like, unless y'all coming at me with that uh, that Dark Knight money.
1: <laughs> Valiant's just like looking at the wallet. Ooh.
2: Ah. The Check, please. <laughs> tugging on uh sony's shoulder hey can you uh
1: (laughs) can you front us can can you spot us real quick we might pay you back (laughs) we'll (laughs) let you know (laughs) oh but you know name recognition like that does put asses in seats it does it does i mean why do you think christopher nolan trailers start off not with your actor (laughs) but with christopher nolan on the big front screen oh that's true who's acting in the movie no one gives a fuck it's a christopher nolan movie (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You yeah. already know half
2: the cast. It's a Christopher Nolan movie, all right. <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> anyways, yep. Uh, yep. But no. Um. As far as like Bloodshot goes, though, um, uh, mm. I-, I do kind of think, and I'm not trying to wag my finger at the director here, but it, it does kind of seem like, as far as the layout of the movie goes, it is kind of a by the numbers reveal for every act. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Like this and ultimately, I think I think that my my biggest problem with bloodshot is that it is not memorable. Uh, it I feel like it really plays it safe. And in a road mm. where we get a lot of superhero movies, I mean, this one, like a lot of others, is just gonna kind of fall to the wayside. And you know, a year from now, I'll be like, yeah. oh, yeah,
1: bloodshot that movie. So one yeah. thing that's imperative in the Bloodshot storyline and with the comp- the fictional company you had mentioned uh RTS
2: uh it's Project Rising Sun. They they added the Rising Sun or uh, Rising Spirit Technologies to it.
1: But. That's weird as fuck. Yeah. So yeah. this fictional company mm-hmm. either way guys mm-hmm. be it the comic book or the movie version here um and yes there is that dividend. <laughs> um, the technology is going to play a super imperative part, you know. Yes, that adjective was important. They're super imperative because it has to be flashy. This is an over-the-top techno- uh, technology-based company that's supposed to be able to mass-produce this awesome-level, kick-ass technology. And we did see some of that. Some mm-hmm. of it looked really cool. You know, we see you know little glimpses in the trailers, but it doesn't really do it justice. Yeah. Some of it looked really good, and that I found to be. Kind of outstanding at times, and at other times, I just found it to be kind of like you said, a little lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, nevertheless, it did help to make some pretty cool action scenes, which again, this guy's uh, you know, yeah. forte was visual uh, glamour money shots, right. you know, and some of that technology was used to make these fictionalized CG, very heavily CG yes. action shots, but. I mean, I, I kind of feel like you're right. Overall, whenever you kind of step outside of the theater and you're looking back at everything and you're not distracted by the, you know, the big old awesome silver screen, you you kind of feel the same thing. The tone feels yeah. very safe. Like, they, they did, um, they followed a recipe, mm-hmm. you know? And we make yeah. fun of that time and time again.
2: You know, like, uh, I... I don't know if uh, if you yeah, had the budget pulled up, but it didn't feel like this movie had a very high budget. Let's look. And, and with the budget it had, it felt like it was all used on one scene. And you can probably guess <laughs> which scene that is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, sad thing is, like, I had to take a second to load it. And then as soon as I did, it's like, oh, nope. Guaranteed. That's the scene. But um, the budget was 42 mil. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is not...
2: To put it in perspective, Joker had about a hundred billion dollar budget, and that's considered on the low end.
1: Thank you. Actually, that was, that was the perfect thing we needed to kind of get like a a, a perspective gainer there. Mm. What was the budget for fucking Endgame?
2: Uh, so they filmed Endgame and Infinity War concurrently. The right. budget was about a, a billion dollars.
1: There you go. There you go. Literal.
2: Actually, I may have doubled. It may have been. It, it was either five hundred million all together or five hundred mil each. I forget. But it was okay. either okay. way. It was a
1: a shit ton. It was a fuck ton of money. Yeah, 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 exactly. Whereas 42 mil is dealing with almost single digit numbers in retrospect. Yeah. Whenever you look at it prospectively to comic book superhero genre movies, um, that might have been mm-hmm. a lot of money to another genre. Yeah. But that's not impressive to the comic book world. You know? No, not at all. However, uh, that mean... does also speak of another issue, which maybe should be an episode, you guys tell us, mm. to like how known money numbers become whenever you talk oh, yeah. about Hollywood and right. the we're, entertainment industry.
2: We're speaking like we're trillionaires if you're all oh, pish posh.
1: Pish posh. That's, that's peasant money.
2: 42 million. I, you know, I'll wipe my ass with that just this morning.
1: Man, if 42 mil hit my bank account, <laughs> peace. I'm out. Okay? <laughs> right. I'm recording episodes. I'm playing video games. I'm, I'm you know, I'm living in a big old house or something. I don't know. Fuck. I'm paying off my student loans. Hallelujah. That's it. There's going to be a slip
2: and slide in that bitch, too. Yeah, there is.
1: And a fireman's pole. (laughs) Yeah. Not not for me, for the strippers. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Now you're talking. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to pay off my car. Oh. (laughs) That's not very creative, but I'm going to get all these hands out of my (laughs) pockets and leave room Uh, for only my happy money. Hell yeah. 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 Uh,
2: but no, um, I, I do think that was also kind of a, a bit of a, a limiter with this movie. Because yeah, it, yeah. It, it did kind of feel
1: small in scope also. Well, well, to be fair, again, we aren't playing with the big dogs, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And that I do not mean that insulting at all. I applaud the... the, the fuck, this is going to sound insulting as hell, dude. Excuse me, I do not mean any of this to be so. But I, I applaud the underdog coming up and trying to make a great movie, you know, mm-hmm. Valiant Comics, Dark Horse comics, whatever have you. I feel like in this case Valiant is the underdog of underdogs when it comes to the comic book company that can make a Hollywood production. I mean, we're always gonna see Marvel and they're always gonna succeed some daggum mm-hmm. how in the in the box office or in Hollywood in general. DC, very similar, even though people are gonna rag on it mm-hmm. and Disney's gonna pay Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> to say blah blah blah. Ex nay that last part. But you get what I'm saying, you know, um, Dark Horse is even going to see some success in the box office, whereas Valiant is like, hey, we want to try. We want to play, too, you know. And yeah, I do not yeah, mean I that not, insulting. I, I want them to try.
2: I, I worry about the future of Dark Horse and, and Valiant, you know. Dark yeah. Horse, their last outage was Hellboy, uh, the new Hellboy remake. And we kind of see how
1: that went. I liked David Harbour, it. Well, so did I. Yeah, right? Um, right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and like it was sue me yeah. don't sue me don't sue me i can't
2: afford it <laughs> and uh, you know like one thing about hellboy though and i hate to keep coming back to this but this Please. is this is what we do was that uh, like <laughs> i didn't catch that what what do we do again let <laughs> me see it uh yeah uh no error code found 404 uh-huh. <laughs> But no, uh, I would read, it's right over here. But yeah. I have a Hellboy graphic novel down there, uh, and one specifically that is is definitely what the movie was based off of, and you can definitely see like the the attention to detail that the movie put in to try to replicate a lot of what makes Hellboy Hellboy, and so that the Hellboy movie was more of a product for fans of the comic more so than fans of the original uh, two movies. Hmm.
1: Uh, Which, of course, is is a a differentiating factor, but still something to mention. Actually, that that, uh, poetically does kind of bring us back full circle, Mm -hmm. back to the subject matter at hand here tonight, Bloodshot. Because I would say that these movies had the opposite sins. Mm -hmm. Whereas Hellboy focused too much on the comic book fan, and yes, that is a particular sin... Because, again, what were the three ingredients to make a successful movie in Hollywood? Got to please the audience. Boom. Got to please the critics. Boom. And you got to make a shitload of money. Fuck yeah. Boom. And that's important. And unfortunately, Hellboy uh, shot themselves in the foot when they decided... Yeah, they got half of one. So... (laughs) (laughs) There you go. But yeah, no, no, no. So, getting back to the point there, Hellboy focused so much on making a movie for the comic book audience that... The rest of their audience found the movie lacking in wanting even, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie, I would argue, they just made an action movie yeah. that had similar ingredients to the graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Maybe a character name that they never used, uh, except for his real name, Roy Ray Garrison, excuse yeah. me. Um, no, spoiler alert, that's not his real name. Uh, no, exactly. Yeah. I remember you talking about that, yeah. yeah. But, again, excuse me, we go back to the main point, which is they just made an action movie mm-hmm. which had loose coloring of a comic book movie and now it's like oh well congratulations you made another action movie guess what we already had those yeah we got a butt fuck ton of those you know that's we We got a lot of action movies if i want action um, i'm gonna go find john wick you know yeah yeah you know like with
2: uh you know with with sony because i feel that sony probably forked out the majority of the budget for this movie i believe it you know, yeah. With, we got with, forty mil. You yeah. get the two mil. Yeah. <laughs> with this movie having <laughs> a, a you know a budget of forty two million dollars, you would think yeah. that Sony would have the, you know, maybe I'd just say maybe if they had the balls to be like, you know what, forty two million really is nothing to us. Make the movie that you want to make. Now, mm. m- maybe this was the movie that they wanted maybe. to make. Maybe I was
1: actually going to bring that up, uh, but. Without, there's no
2: way to say this nicely. Like, this is just a really uncreative movie, so I have a hard time believing that this was what the director had in mind to make. Yeah, Um, now
1: with what they gave us, mm -hmm. again, I'll go back to my earlier opinion here it wasn't a bad movie, no, but you're right, it it, it still nevertheless was um, lacking in in their originality, Mm -hmm. you know, where, where they had a very cool concept um and i thought they were kind of going to go in that direction for a minute like i smelled it coming and then and then they kind of steered away from that like they they saw themselves getting off the beaten track and said no 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 wait a minute wait a minute let's go back with what works here why and you know logistically speaking let's try to look at it from the producer's point of view because Mm -hmm. it, it, it wouldn't do the movie just to only look at it from our shoes um Playing it safe, admittedly, does make you more money in in historical stats and whatnot. So maybe that's Mm -hmm. what they were doing here. But again, that does kind of go back to our earlier point, which is, congrats, now you're on original. Now you didn't do anything. That's going to draw me back. I think that playing it
2: safe should begin and end with who you cast. You have an Mm. unknown property, but everybody under this sun knows Vin Diesel. And they know yeah. they, they know the brand of action that he can bring to a movie. Mm-hmm. So, I feel that like you cast Vin Diesel, so you can bring in all the Vin Diesel fans.
0: Yeah.
2: Whereas you know with the the character Bloodshot, the the fans of the character will most likely turn out to this movie. Yeah. But that's that's not a lot. So you, you need that Vin Diesel fan base to come in too and fill in the seats. Like so, yeah. I, I feel that like that that kind that type of playing is safe. It's always a, a good, you know, a good choice. Mm. Find find a famous, familiar face who people love, and and typecast them into that certain role. Yeah, and it can work. Um, yeah, but you know, uh, but just kind of moving on here, looking at some of the other aspects of this movie though yeah
1: let's do that because we we've, we really hit the nail on yeah. the head and freaking beat the horse oh, in yeah. <laughs> for uh, the overall production and our thoughts on it right uh l- let's talk about something else here real quick man mm-hmm. i got something to talk about with you so i will mention one big pro that the movie had that i re- i was super grateful that they did i know where you going i know you know where i'm going don't you judge me okay dirty old man you dirty old man you you dirty old man, dude. Uh one of the side characters, um Elsa Gonzalez, I was very happy with her casting. She was uh distractingly very pretty, and I was very grateful to look at her every chance I could. And the um, movie
2: made sure that, that this male audience was also very much captivated. Basically, mm-hmm.
1: but unfortunately that's kinda of where her character began and ended for me. Mm-hmm. Began and ended, excuse me. So I liked the concept that she had, though, overall. She was another one of the people that this technology company had uh, worked upon and augmented in a certain way here. I won't mention it in great detail. I will go ahead and bend the conversation back your way and ask you, though. Uh, Earlier, you had mentioned that Bloodshot was the only character from Bloodshot that they used. Uh, The uh, character that we saw in Elsa Gonzalez in her performance... um, the the ex super soldier or something that she was supposed to be um was she at all
2: that's a negative fuck yeah
1: well all right moving um
2: and what you know like just just to kind of hit on that again really quick just Hmm. once again, imagine if if you saw a wolverine movie with zero familiar faces around him all just created for this script even if they're going to be putting Wolverine comics after the fact, that still is like a foreign entity. I already said no. Yeah. <laughs> I already said no. The homies could testify. I was shaking my head over here.
1: I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, I applaud them for making another Wolverine movie, but that's a joke. Um, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: yeah. you know, like, you know, she... As, as far as what was the character's name, I forget.
1: Well, KT, that's it. KT. Yes. Which yes. W- that was very strange. I, I was wondering they. I they, was.
2: Yeah, you you think they would lean more into because like they give like a almost like a slight hint as to her name meaning something.
1: I thought it was an abbreviation of some that's sort. That's what they yeah. said. Yeah, it was an abbreviation, but they don't talk about it. Yeah. No. And then why why give her a, a cool sounding name gimmick like that mm-hmm. for one. If, she's an unorig- or if she is your own original character, but then two, you don't bother to give her any originality. You don't bother to give her a deeper meaning than just being eye candy or being a support for a main protagonist, yeah. you know? Um, I, I mean, of the support characters, I liked a little bit more of what they did with her, mm-hmm. logistically speaking for the story, generally, guys, uh, than they did with some of the other side characters. A lot of the side characters I didn't give a fuck about, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, but hers really... I found myself back on and off for, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: I mean, there really weren't a lot of, of side characters. It's, just, it's a small cast, which I would mostly prefer. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was, it was kind of a small cast. Um, hmm. Of course, we have uh, Guy Rich
1: mm. uh, in the movie
2: as well. Uh, not Guy Richie. Jesus. Uh,
1: Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yeah. I knew who you meant. Yeah. Yeah guy um, yeah yeah
2: <laughs> so what do you think about his role uh so here's the thing guy pierce he always delivers an a-plus performance mm-hmm. I, I can't think of anything i've seen a man where i'm like that guy can't act I, <clears throat> that's, that, that cynics doesn't exist you know even though i just said it
1: go, uh, wait no it it possibly could so go to bed <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> for confusing statements <laughs> but yeah no um, guy pierce
2: but you know, like in this movie he was uh he played a really straightforward character where I feel like they had a lot of opportunity to really to really muddle with that and have him work like the shade of grey where you can't tell, you know, what side he's on or what's he up to, you know, until maybe the third act. Like if they played it that way, I think maybe his character would have came off a little
1: bit. Alright, Christopher Nolan. Better. 'Cause oh. I feel like that's exactly what he would have done too, where like he would have played the, with that ambiguity. A lot of what we mm-hmm. talked about in the preview, which would have been so much fun and I mean yeah. The, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, I mean, hell, not
2: just Chris Nolan, but because of the Russo's, they did it with Alexander Pierce and yeah. Winter Soldier. I mean, like there's there's countless directors who've thought to do something similar because it works.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah.
2: as far as this goes though, like it's it's just it's really black and white. Yeah. With him. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I mean he does a good job with what he's he does. given. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that you can kind of see it coming, you mm-hmm. know. Um. Yeah, and, and it was so weird because like he was kind
2: of an amalgam of, of two characters from the comics, you know, uh, and and strange. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who read it, like he seemed a lot like uh, like Doctor Kurechich and and also uh, Simon Oric. Like he seemed like a combination of those two characters. Okay. Uh, you know, and, but hell, even then, like in you know <laughs> Doctor Kurechich, like you, you can read him. Until you finally, until they finally lay out the entire cards on the table for him, Hmm. and by that time the reveal is great because you you understand now who he is and what he's up to and if you can trust him or not. Uh, But we don't, like you say, we don't get that kind of ambiguity here. (laughs) And I always feel that, like, where when a movie where it may lack in budgets, Mm -hmm. you can make up for in creativity. Yeah, because
1: that shit, I mean, has no price tag. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the unfortunate thing because I feel like a lot of these movies that lack in budget spend so much time to make their protagonists cool or relatable or likable mm-hmm. and, and they work on the psyche side and the you know actiony side or the romantic side or whatever have you to win your audience over but then the antagonist always suffers for that because okay, what do we need to do to make them unlikable? Just follow this natural list of psychological tricks, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, make them do a douchebag thing in three or four scenes. Done, okay, cool. Give them a fun action fight out, and that's a villain. Yeah, yeah. And sad enough that that I mean that works in your common productions, but we don't ask for productions to be common. We ask for productions to be good, mm-hmm. great, even. Yeah, I mean. Like here's the
2: thing, like, uh, like I said, I read a little bit of Jeff Lemire's run, but most of my run, or most of my reading was from uh, Dwayne Swerzenski, mm-hmm. and like there are just some phenomenal villains in here. Like his writing style is akin to like if Garth Ennis enjoyed writing superheroes, that's what this feels like.
1: Cool, you know.
2: And so, and for those of you who don't know, like Garth Ennis, his writing style is is it is so extra and so fucking ultra violent. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like that, and then you know the PG thirteen rating. We we spoke about that in the preview. Yeah, yeah. You know, Again, how, going yeah, that
1: safe way. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the, that's the way to make the most money. Drive off the pavement? Oh hell no! Yeah. We gotta stick on the pavement.
2: But. You know, between movies like you know Joker and Logan, you think that people begin in Deadpool. You think that people yeah. would begin to realize there is a strong audience for R rated. All man.
1: three of those movies were fucking successes. Mm-hmm. But what happened afterwards? You know, they have these great flags standing on the top of the hill. There's even like a silhouette looking. Oh look, this flag is successful. They made it. We can follow suit, but we won't. You know. know what it is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: And (laughs) like, like, here's the shittiest thing. And I'm just super like all in my head right now. Okay. But it's like. Okay. I can invent, I can uh, like kind of envision like a, a Sony executive being like, I don't think that there's an audience for for these valiant comics to be into movies. We will give you a minimal budget, and then they have a they have a producer lord over them and say no, change this. No, this has to be PG thirteen. No, do this. Make this character like this. And right. then when the movie, I'm using this as an example. I don't know Please. if this is going to be the case. But then if the movie flops. That same executive is like, "See, I told you so. That this wouldn't be a success. There's no audience for it." And yeah. you know, like that, it's like yelling in an echo chamber. Like the only people who are hearing you are other like-minded idiots, you know, uh, who are out of touch. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. So I would hope that it's not so black and white, mm-hmm. but I I don't know enough to attempt to argue with you. And the sad thing is, I mean. I think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying, you know, and you would hope that there is still an executive who's like, no, well, if we're going to invest in this at all, you know, let's do it, you know, let's really do it. But then you're right. The wrong hands get onto it and they say, no, 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 no. We're going to make a PG-13. We're going to make this and this and this and this. Right. Vin Diesel's in the movie. Give him a fucking tank top, you know, but yeah, yeah. yeah, So,
2: Uh, but yeah, so uh, let me ask you this, Kevin, because like, yeah. Because uh, I, I want to look at this from both sides of the angle, too. Uh, sure. So, for, for people who who maybe haven't read the comics or aren't really familiar with the character Bloodshot... Present. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you think their overall experience is going to be watching this movie?
1: I think it's going to be exactly what I told you at the beginning of the tonight's episode, dude. I think it's going to be, oh, that was a fun movie. It was a good movie, you know? Um with the blissful ignorance of what the character really should have been or what the story could have been because they don't know the source material. So I think, in general, people going to go and watch this movie or after, a matter of fact, in the Dollar Theater or something, they're going to go watch this movie and be like, oh, that was a nice movie. That was a fun, action-packed thriller. And then that's it. Mm. And unfortunately, that's kind of what the movie was driving for because a lot of the money-making shots, the the expensive scenes were just action-packed stuffs, you know? Um, And you know what the funny part about that is? And and we didn't talk about the fluidity of it, really, how Mm -hmm. how that all connects to the overall plot. We didn't talk about the plot in general, as far as movie language goes. We talked about how disconnected it was from the source material. Um, The action scenes bled for me, where, where it's like, okay, this was cool but getting here was awkward and mm-hmm. it was forced at times you know it's like we just kind of jumped straight into bed with this we, we didn't really kind of like make this make sense or even let it make sense it's yeah. just kind of like okay we did some story we did some ex- expositing we did some exposition okay let's do it. action yeah let's oh time for another one you know, you know I, I feel yeah. that
2: like maybe so much of the budget went into uh, the action scene, specifically this one. It, it's a pretty lengthy, mm-hmm. pretty entertaining mm-hmm. fight scene, but it felt like maybe so much went into that that a lot of the movie kind of revolved around that scene. Yeah.
1: I, I can think of two big scenes where they were extended and, well, expensive. Yeah. You know, where it's like, okay, we really want our, our power shots, our money shots mm-hmm. to be here... And here, you know. But right. Here we are.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's talk about the pacing a little bit. Okay. Uh, how'd you feel about
1: it? I, I really didn't have an issue with it from the first act of the movie. I, I kind of dug it from the first act because I, I feel like we didn't waste our time, mm-hmm. which I'm always appreciative of. The worst thing you can do is have me sitting on my hands. Yeah. Um. Second half of the movie, I kind of felt like it, it held stagnant for a little bit there where we were kind of, you know for the sake of the plot and to allow it to make sense, we kind of held stagnant, um, which most movies aren't impervious to. That's a pretty common sense. But then at the third part of the movie, the third act, I would argue that the pacing completely turned over because of the um, the lack of change overall. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, the the pacing has to slow down to a crawl so we can get away with this part, you mm-hmm. know. Um, not my favorite overall. Mm. I mean, it worked for the story, but the story didn't work that well, yes. so that's the problem, yes. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that is exactly it, yeah. actually.
2: Yeah, you're right. Um, because it,
1: That's what I'm here <laughs> for. It, it,
2: it is kind of like, to a certain extent for most movies, The pacing does depend on the story, like you know, if if the story is dog shit, then it doesn't matter if the pacing is on point or not, because this is just you won't be able to really tell. Fuck yeah,
1: yeah.
2: (laughs) But I'm I'm not I'm not saying that the story here is dog shit.
1: Right, right. Yeah, it just wasn't anything special. It wasn't anything special. It was an action movie. Yeah, Yeah, it was
2: it was totally unoriginal. uh, Or like just you know what the the problem is, and the problem is pretty ironic. Hmm. Uh, is that like uh, and and one of the issues of, of bloodshot that I read it, it really does it, it, they give like this analog history of the of their cre- uh attempts at creating the perfect bloodshot okay and you know we see them like uh, back in, like the Vietnam War era you know, like we, we see them trying to to manufacture them during like uh, uh like Excuse like me? the the attempt at Nixon's life. Uh, like we we see several variations of of different people who they tried to make into this bloodshot. That would
1: have been really cool to explore. It would have been yeah yeah really trippy too. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: and you like you know they they brought in this one scientist to to see if they, if he could pinpoint what was missing. And mm-hmm. oddly enough, they needed that scientist in this movie to to give what he gave the bloodshot in the comics. Hmm. Uh, because he comes in and like he's he's journaling uh, you know all all these events and whatnot and of trying course. to. To pinpoint what is it exactly that that the project Bloodshot is missing, like what what do we need to give
1: him? I'm guessing the missing ingredient uh, for for the comic was like a drive. Like he needs vengeance. He needs a purpose. Well, he
2: he addressed that at the beginning, but then it was like, but that's not enough. Oh like because, okay okay good, good. Yeah. because like he, they, they because need that's finesse, kind of niche yeah.
1: that's cliche right
2: know? right yeah, yeah. and I mean don't get me wrong that is a big part of bloodshot that's why he has mm-hmm. so many false memories in his brain is so that that can drive him you know like yeah. oh you, your wife is taken oh you, it's your daughter this time it's your son it's your best friend now yeah you know but the the thing that he he realizes is that. He goes, uh, I'm a man of science, but uh, and, and I don't want to tell the generals this because I don't want them to think me too religious or whatnot. But he goes, uh, he needs a soul. He needs a conscience. That's what that's what Bloodshot's missing. Hmm. How do I do that? And, and so he's really trying to figure that out. And ultimately, okay. it, that's what this movie feels like is missing. It feels like it doesn't really have a pulse. Like it doesn't really have a
1: it doesn't really have a soul to it. Like there the, there's you know we don't really get theological on the show a lot um that's an interesting point of view mm-hmm. i hadn't considered that yeah um
2: but you know not even from like a, a theological standpoint even but per se but
1: maybe just like a well, right, right, yeah. right 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 I, I, that was more just a commentary on ward. the choice of word there mm-hmm. um i i would break down movie Movie Philosophy One Hundred and One with Quentin and Kevin—that's <laughs> oh, yeah. that's really the true name of the podcast. Let's face it, but um, I would argue it's not as catchy. It's not as catchy. It really isn't. I love the superhero homies. There you go. But um, I would argue that uh, the, the point that you're making is really what's missing from a lot of these just lackluster unoriginal action packed movies mm-hmm. that are just action thrillers for the sake of entertainment they're missing that soul you know they're they're missing the thing that makes them stand out and the thing that makes them special worth remembering remembering yeah. excuse me where i mean yeah that 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 fits the bill pretty well for our boy bloodshot and that sucks because I like movies having a soul, as much as that sentence sounds awkward, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Logan, Joker, great movies. And they definitely had a soul because there was a lot. So let me ask you this then, and Mm -hmm. and this is really off track for us. Don't mind us, but um, how do you put a soul into a movie? Or, yeah. or, or you know, you get the terminology here, guys. You get what that really means, hopefully. But yeah, h- how do you put that that meaning, that specialness, that
2: that um, that, that energy, that yeah, that yeah. willingness to that willingness to care?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I think you you do that, and in most cases, it has to be done through the eyes of at least your protagonist to really pull it off. It has to be done through the eyes of the protagonist and antagonist. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the way that you do that is you you present the protagonist with something that he needs to overcome or do, you and you really have to make us care.
1: So in other words, proper character writing, proper character mm-hmm. development. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because you're right. There's... Wow. Yeah. That actually really fits the money because there was not a lot of that in this movie. The, the characters... Kind of began and ended where the movie began and ended. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of character development um, with anybody. Really, fuck. No. Wow. Really and truly, yeah. yeah. That that's an interesting science, brother. I I would add to that too. Mm-hmm. You need your character development, um. And you already said a reason to care about the character, but I would even add to a reason to care about the plot about the overall story because sometimes your character has their own thing going and that's a part of the overall you know i would add to that you know an example here you can't really see it but like witcher Mm -hmm. where the character has an overall plot that he kind of grows from experience to experience but then that's just a part of himself and his culture which is a very small piece to the overall plot of the story, which was very much a political landscape at times when it comes to the Witcher story, mm-hmm. so that 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 really works for me. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm uh we've gone on about uh 51 minutes for this spoiler free section, so we can Holy go, fuck yeah yeah we really got into it so we can go ahead and wrap, wrap wow. this section up yeah and, uh, so i'm just like gonna a good spin point. The,
1: yeah, yeah i'm gonna spin the pedals on a few things here yeah. uh nothing really outstanding about the music not much going on there the theme of it was very fitting because the theme was action-packed movie and that's mm-hmm. what they went for um the cgi I I wasn't a big fan of that ironically even though we had a visual man take care of the director but you you you
2: can see the 42 million there you know it's not it's not 420 million you know like Eh, this
1: 420 (laughs) Uh, but yeah yeah. there you go Mm -hmm. um but that's that's the quick uh spoiler free rundown anything else before we do the uh, dividend here uh yeah no let's go ahead and give a closing thoughts on the score um, oh man, I haven't thought about a score. Damn, <laughs> this is always the hardest part, homies, because mm-hmm. you don't want to do the movie injustice or too much. You know, you you don't want to do it any favors. Mm. Um, let me ask you yours first, and well, nope, I got a number in mind. I'm ready. Okay. 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 Yep.
2: All right. Um. So, for me, I I yeah. think that. You know typically when, when when i do these i always try to sandwich it you know if there's any bad to be had i like to put it in the middle oh, okay, and sandwich okay. it between what i really enjoy you know that's two, two layers of that that's optimistic yeah, yeah. uh unfortunately like for this movie there, is, there just isn't a whole lot about it that i enjoy you know? so it's not a
1: sandwich it's more like a wrap yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wrap that's made out of the contents in the middle
1: like <laughs> Yeah, that's like uh, a very awkward keto wrap that no one wants to order. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Right? I mean, like even with movies that like I, I didn't necessarily love, as per se, uh, the, the Birds of Prey. I almost caught Harley Quinn. You know, like, I I was, I was you even me wrong. <laughs> I was able to to, to sandwich that one because it has some some things about it that I really enjoyed. With yeah. this movie, like there's there's at best some things about it are mediocre. Mm. And at best, I'll remember this movie until the next time I go to the theater.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, ultimately, like it, the the plot, even though it's based off of of a comic book that's actually pretty popular amongst valiant readers, the plot just isn't there. Uh, I I thought that the the character usage was really weird to create so many characters when there's a literal world of of really cool and kooky villains they could have chosen from. The yeah. characters in general. Uh hmm. like this was a very weird take. Uh I mean ultimately, like I I really, really wanted to love this movie. I was really, really hyped coming into the movie. Hmm. But I mean ultimately, like it on, on, on almost every level, I kind of felt a little let down. I, I can't give this one anymore anything higher than the five point five.
1: Fuck. Wow. I was gonna be harsh, but damn, that's oof. This movie needs to go to the hospital, brother. Damn. (laughs) So, guys, uh, my point of view is going to be a little bit different here. And my score uh, reflects that. Um, Probably because I I was able to enjoy this movie more than you. Because I had gone into it more unknowing. And I feel that a lot more audience members out there are going to do the same. Because, unfortunately, Valiant Comics just aren't that popular and it shows, you know. It showed in tonight's presentation an outcome for who came to watch the movie on opening night. And I feel like unfortunately that's going to continue to show. The movie itself, the low budget shows. It really does. It is kind of your action flick and it kinda begins and ends there, unfortunately. The action is, you know, at times kind of fun. You know, they do some cool stuff there. Um, like you kinda have to if you're gonna take the stage and say, Hey, we're doing an action movie You have to kinda, you know, if that's your driving force it better damn drive well uh and at times it does and at times it doesn't um again the characters are there bloodshot himself uh i'm sad to hear that he was the only representative from his self-titled product loosely to loosely appear on screen as q uh you know adds in here yeah um and it sucks that they didn't add in any others and that makes me sad um I've I mean, noticed
2: anyway. be curious to see if any of you guys noticed something I didn't.
1: I mean, if you do, leave something in the comments and let us know. You know, it's there for a reason, guys. Hit us up, communicate with us, and we're there. But again, uh, it, it wasn't for me. It wasn't a horrible movie, but neither was it a great movie. You know, uh, it was just a movie, which is probably one of the worst things you can do, really. Um, excuse me. Um, overall, my score was six point eight. And I was not going to go higher than that. Uh, it, it, in my mind, seven just was too much. Um, and there you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go.
2: So there you have it, guys. Uh, that is our spoiler-free take on the Bloodshot.
1: But uh, as you have the reading of the rules at the beginning, I have the reading of the rules at the end here. Feel free still to watch the movie and get your own opinion. Because if you love it, hell yeah, I want you to love it. Because that's that does it for you, then fuck yeah let it do it for you don't be tainted by our opinions don't be uh don't feel like we are judging you if you liked the product oh, i'll you... fucking judge you okay get the fuck out of here. <laughs> go, go to bed q <laughs> <Cue> notwithstanding <laughs> um guys we're all here to talk about our nerds and the things that we love and don't love so if you love it hallelujah if you reflect our opinions Hallelujah to that, too. Just let us know. We'd love to talk to all of you guys. We love the comments and the emails and the things that we get. Feel free to continue reaching out to us. You know we're going to respond. You know we're going to, you know. I mean, I'm not going to change my opinion if you tell me, Hey, I loved the movie. You should love it, too. I, I got my own but I respect yours too. And that's the point of this.
2: I mean, with all honesty, I'd be curious just to hear what about the movie you really enjoy.
1: Well, that too. I mean, yeah. if you're going to tell me you absolutely loved the movie, I want to know why, <laughs> damn yeah. it. But yeah, yeah, you get the point. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for part two, brother. Like you said, it's yeah. probably been close to an hour now. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're going up into it then. Uh, so
2: if you're listening to this now, or if you're watching this now, then that means that you have either seen the movie or don't give a damn about spoilers. Hell yeah! Because uh, you've just walked the yellow brick road into spoiler land.
1: Well, we normally do like a little split thing in between. Uh, I know we don't got a lot of time because we've already sat on this for a long time. So real quick, let me hear your best Vin Diesel. How did I know you're gonna say that, brother? Come on, man. Mm. Cause, cause you're my brother. And, I, Cause, cause and I'm I, I, your brother. Because I think last time I did the movie, you said, let me hear your best something, too. Exactly. I, I'm always asking for voice <laughs> impressions. Let me hear your best Vin Diesel.
2: i take life quarter mile at a time. What the fuck? Yep. I couldn't tell if that was your best Vin <laughs> Diesel
1: or a slingshot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no. I'm, I'm bloodshot. Really. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yellow taters <laughs> Wait, no, 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 taters and no, uh, fried, taters. Yeah, yeah. fried taters French fried taters French fried, what, yeah. French fried taters? Mm-hmm. Fried ah, potatoes Yeah right. what, what is the iconic line? Fried taters mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it was French fried taters I don't, I don't know I don't know, yeah I, I don't know, but hey, there you go Best Vin Diesel, I don't know So let me get this straight you're telling me that those are in me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's got that really bass voice, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I would call mine a baritone voice at best. <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's enough. Mm-hmm. We've been there. Yep. So yeah, part two. Welcome back. Hopefully, you've seen the movie at this point, and you are ready to listen to a spoiler-filled section of the podcast. Yep. Yep.
2: Uh. Yeah. There's not a whole lot here to spoil.
1: I mean, we unfortunately, I feel like we kind of did in the first half a little bit with our with our, our, our language we used, you know.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, we spoiled that it's not a good movie. But yeah. Like as far as like the yeah. plot goes, we didn't really spoil
1: a whole lot because there's not a whole lot of plot here to spoil. So, dude, the money making scene. Let, let's break mm-hmm. that down. The the okay. one that we both were. Haunting a little bit mm-hmm. and poking around but never hitting which scene are you talking about let me see if it's the same one i'm thinking that's the the elevator scene the, okay okay yep. yep the same one i was thinking first off that building was taller for that scene <laughs> there were more floors for that scene than the skyscraper really had because they were falling a fuck ton of floors for that to work more floors than were really in that building yep. okay mm-hmm. yeah just making fun of that real yeah. quick they broke the laws of physics to make that movie work It's a a superhero movie. It is a superhero movie. (laughs) It is. It is. So the arms thing was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, The CGI was not good. It looked kind of rough around the edges. Sometimes it
2: was. It was good up until they actually started fighting. Right. You know. Yeah. Like, like seeing the arms like come out and extend like in that the hallway. Looked really good. That yeah. looked
1: cool. In fact the arms looked great and I was so, like oh, So did the legs. Yeah. yeah. I was really cool with like the exoskeleton look and everything. It was like, Oh, this is kinda dope. Yeah. But then once we got to the elevator and we got to the actual hardcore action bits where even the faces were CGI'd, that mm-hmm. that was that was really rough for me. Like yeah. I was disconnected well, yeah, at it- that. It it wasn't just the faces, it was was everything. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, Yeah. where I said even the faces, mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, with our technology we have available to us at this day and age, it's like, it's hard to accept less, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I couldn't help but notice it, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but But, I mean, at the same time,
2: I think that's what 42 million gets you.
1: Again, that's that. I mean, we're trying to make that sound like not a lot, but I guess yeah, in the aspect yeah. of movies in Hollywood, mm-hmm. that ain't a lot. It's, yeah, it's,
2: it's it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the the seemed scene, like as far as like the the aesthetics and what they were going for, like it it, it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, like I didn't really have. I didn't have a problem with it because I kind of figured that it would be limited by a a, a certain budgetary number, but, um, so as far as it, it wasn't, it it wasn't bad. It was just more like, it really does feel like a lot of the movie was constructed around this scene.
1: Hmm. Uh,
2: because like, they, they just put so much into it and we spent so much time with it.
1: Uh, yeah, it's like they had a lot of high hopes for the scene. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, and it was also just interesting because i guess at the end of the day like i'm really trying to piece together like what was uh guy pierce's character whose name i forget uh email something like what, what was he really what was his end game what was his goal
1: so the idea was to create a super soldier nanite program mm-hmm. and the first objective was to kill anyone else
2: who it played a was, part in
1: creating it. Exactly. So they couldn't replicate it. So it only comes from him. He would be the primary market for that particular brand of super soldier. So that was the again, mm-hmm. that was the goal. And so that like, he could what, ultimately sell the program.
2: But it's like what was the purpose then of the other super soldiers?
1: There's a problem here. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You asked a question. I was looking over here, you know. Oh, man. Oh, oof. yeah, I don't know. I really don't know, man. Um, because they, they I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. right. I mean, uh, this is, I mean, let,
2: let's be honest. you like you like that. That kind of technology would be great if it really existed. But you mm-hmm. put, you know, the technology to help people see again, the technology to help people walk again. Or to breathe, yeah. You, know, you put that next to oh, we injected uh, damn near a billion nanite machines into this guy who can now heal, has super strength, can shape shift, can camouflage. Uh, he has uh, wow. Uh, he can he can hijack uh, any any kind of electrical device. Like uh, he he can do all this. He's a
1: walking cell phone who also can hack computers and do all this other shit.
2: And and it's like, how do we get from here with the really cool intricate prosthetics to here? With nanites that literally change everything. Yeah. You know. So it's like it, it, it didn't feel like there was enough it, in between.
1: No. <laughs> it really didn't. Yeah. I mean really it's hard to think about it in the in any other light except the other super soldiers were just like practice experiments. Mm. You know. Like they were almost in retrospect looking at the nanite success and everything. They were almost the failed experiments compared to him where it's like okay. We made you guys able to function again. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at him. He's the moneymaker. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Right. Your job is to set up this fake scenery, this one-act show, so that he feels a part of the team and that there is a team. And it's like, yeah. So, thanks for giving me feet again, but I gotta work with this asshole mm-hmm. who's already so much better than me. Yeah. Which, And also, yeah. like, why...
2: I can understand why Guy Pierce would would be an asshole, mm. and and would have you know those motives because you know greed drives a lot of bad motivations. Mm. But what about you know the 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 guy with the legs and the arms? Like what what is your big ass beef with this amnesiac?
1: He was a. Dickhead, dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He just had beef because he <laughs> had to have beef. Yeah. Speaking
2: of beef, uh, Bloodshot ate no cows in this. I was very disappointed. He ate zero live cows because, like, that's uh, kind of a, a, yeah. kind of a running running gag in the comic. How like
1: because the, the nanites do need to be refueled and they need it through protein. And so, notice in the in the movie, um, the only way to refuel nanites was by sitting at a recharge station. Yeah. No, no mass in general. Right. Whereas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ate live cows.
2: Yeah, I mean, if that was yeah. the only shit around, he would apologize and eat the shit out of
1: those cows. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, paint the image for me. How did he do it? Did he just like let the nanites go and they would devour the cow, oh, or did the, he literally they, just like?
2: I'm pretty sure he physically eats because like that, it's weird. Out of all the gore and graphic stuff they show. That you don't see him visibly eating the cow. It's just heavily hinted
1: that he physically eats the cows. Like you, you see yeah. him like throwing like um, I, I could find it here, but Yeah, now. find me a picture. I wanna look at that. Yeah. Yeah. But um that's that's crazy. And that's unfortunate Because that kind of Would have been a great Gimmick in the movie Oh yeah The comedy we get in the movie Is purely from one person Mm -hmm. There is one comic relief Who also happens to be The techie guy And it's like That is a common ingredient I've seen in so many Fucking movies It is Uh, Gone in 60 seconds They had the funny tech guy In that Fucking Ocean's uh, 11 Funny tech guy in that so there's always a there's always a funny tech guy, and it's all it always has to be the tech guy who's funny. Mm-hmm. You know why why couldn't freaking Elisa Gonzalez's character be the funny one? You know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't know, Um the smart and funny one or something. Yeah. Instead, she was the one who just kind of kept looking and had the conscious and, you know.
2: I often wonder, like. um because, you know, like, a lot of these characters are going to be adapted for the comic book now that was in the movie. And mm-hmm. so, like, I wonder, like, who whoever's currently writing the comic, whether it's Dwayne Srasinski or, or Jeff Lemire. Yeah. Like, who, whoever it may be. Like, I wonder, like, are, are, how do they feel about that? They're like, God damn it. I have to find a way to put them in. Like, <laughs> uh,
1: So, how am I going to flesh out this character? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh,
2: I'll keep looking forward here.
1: But yeah, yeah, keep doing anything, man. Yeah.
2: I mean, for me, I guess another thing is uh, like hmm. e- even the scene at the beginning, like with him and his uh, and his and his wife. I, I yeah. actually uh, i i was i was surprised or not surprised. I was happy that they they did reveal that okay, uh, you know the, these are false memories. Yeah. But I feel like they they got kind of cold feet halfway through and didn't really fully want to devote to the
1: amnesiac arc. You know. No. Like well, dude, he he caught on. Super fucking quick. Very I was upset at that point. At that point, I had started to lose
0: all hope. Yeah,
1: because in one scene, they get rid of the whole amnesia plot. In yeah. one scene. The smart scientist, the comedic uh, relief scientist, whatever the hell his name was, uh, what? W-W- w uh, WW something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. His initials were W.W. Watson yeah. or something. <laughs> whatever that character. Gosh. You guys who watched the movie know who we're talking about. So fucking Watson, who's eating Chinese food in front of him the whole time, fucking leftover Chinese food, yeah. was talking to him, telling him, "Oh, hey, by the way, you don't think it's awkward that every you know, like you." You saw all these guys who were killing your wife but it was always this idea of your wife what do you think that means he kind not gave okay, this like weird loose-lived explanation and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden freaking bloodshot uh ray was able to piece together like that all of a sudden just perfectly from that loose-lived whatever description saying hmm they keep giving me all these fake memories well, wait, what? What how did you jump that? How did you yeah. understand it so quickly? And now you took this potentially great plot point, something that could have added a lot of soul and originality to your movie, yes. and you cracked it open like a fucking egg and it stank.
2: Yeah. Uh, and and there's kind of the truth of it all. Mm. Yeah, um while I was looking for for the uh, for the for the cow eating scene, I, I did come across this. this. This is this this character here is, is Gamma. She's oh. a terrific villain. Uh, I mean, she's just this this huge huge old lady. Kingpin's grandmother? That kind of looks like it. Right? Mm. I, I I like to define her like mm. as a cross between like um the the Russian from the Punisher comics. Dope uh and granny goodness uh from yeah from from obviously dc comics like hmm. I, she is definitely like a staunch <gasps> combination of those two uh and she, and she basically like she she's what they call a psyop That's are still worried for a metahuman right, right, or, right or mutant like and she she literally feeds off of fear and that gives her strength and invulnerability wow yeah uh really cool and captivating character here so kind of like
1: pennywise but grandmother
2: yeah, so even scarier. <laughs> <laughs> Except, I guess Pennywise can manifest your fears. Right? She just
1: feeds she, off. Yeah. Off she just scares you and hopes you. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. Um. Uh, huh.
2: Yeah, and then also like there were, uh, there, there were there were these guys here. Like it's hard to see them, but like they're they're just like a squad of, of four guys uh, that are butt ass ugly. But, yeah, but, I remember but they, seeing yeah, them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're you know, other, other, side. well, they're, they're manufactured, but they're built to take down people like Bloodshot, and yeah. just, like, the creative use of violence here mm-hmm. was so good. It was really good. Uh, a, a clever, I, give, I will give them some slight props in the movie, one clever thing they did was, um, they specifically said, no, nanas aren't in your blood, nanas are your bur- are blood. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you know, whenever he gets gratuitously shot in the face or something or blown to bits, you don't see blood and gore; you see the nanites falling yeah. back. Whereas in the comics, no, they're they're in his blood; they're, They are oh, not okay, his okay. blood. Yeah. And and I think there was just a clever way to kind of get that PG thirteen. You know, you don't have yeah. to see the blood; yeah. you see machinery,
1: right? Yeah, right. Which um, works. It made for a visually more like appealing look. And just seeing constant blood and gore, and then just like almost a rewind effect where it's like not blood and gore all of a sudden. Yeah. Easier to do with a bunch of silvery nanites. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, for example, take this guy. Uh,
2: This guy here, his name is Recon. He's one of the Butthouse Ugly uh, Soldier
1: guys. He looks it.
2: Yeah. Uh, Really capable. Snaps, snaps Bloodshot's arm. Yeah. Super fucking gory. Yeah. Super nasty to watch. This here's how creative they are with this. Uh, He uses that snap arm. To stab into the jugular of the guy. Wow! <laughs> uh, and,
1: and we don't really see that creative we action. That creat- here. Yeah. We just see action.
2: Um, he, he was his uh, nanites were also way op.
1: Uh, like that Dude, was they really were. So at the beginning of the movie, I thought, and luckily, I, I mm-hmm. felt that they kind of steer corrected this later on. Um, but at the beginning, it looked like the story was trying to tell me that his nanites. At, at the turn of his will could turn on and hack servers and all of a sudden work as like a Bluetooth Wi-Fi cell phone to do all this other crazy cool shit and look at like CIA databases and oh, finding the perfect file for the idiot douchebag that you're trying to kill because he killed your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, we do see that that was really Guy Pierce's whole corporation secretly working with him yeah. letting him access their stuff. But...
2: His his nanites can do that, but Okay. It's almost like his nanites can do it. So like he needs to communicate with them, like, hey, don't focus on repairing me so much right now. Instead, uh I need you to, to shut down this door, raise this raise the cooling temperature in here, like things like that. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, he he, he can do that if he like gives a direct Order basically yeah. for his nanites to do it. Okay, okay, that's uh, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I mean, it, that, yeah, wow. It, his nanites were, were op in the movie in the sense of his healing; like it was so it was instantaneous. Yeah, I mean, like you know, you you see him. He f- took a grenade. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and I mean, like don't get me wrong; like bloodshot, his. Shot. And then they never actually, uh explained how he survived that because, like, his nanites like were technically out of juice. Yeah, and. And he yeah.
1: willingly just drops another underbarrel grenade right there by side between yeah. him and guy. So you
2: like, you could have thrown that, but yeah, yeah. Uh. And then we got
1: the cliche ending where you know our, our homeboy, the tech mm-hmm. guy, looks like a million dollars, and he's no longer slopping you know, Chinese food pajamas, and they have the sunset. I feel like it was the ending to a Fast and Furious movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. a little
2: bit, and it, it it didn't really it didn't really do anything. Uh, and that's kind of my problem with the whole movie. Is
1: this movie about family?
2: <laughs> no Dom. I mean, Vin.
1: Uh, <laughs> but Vin. I mean, Ray. Yeah. Three-letter you know, names.
2: <laughs> like, even, uh, like, his 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 big thing throughout Dwayne Brzezinski's run is him really trying to, him realizing, okay, I'm not even, I'm not Angelo Mortelli. I'm not Ray Garrison. Who the hell am I? And he's trying to figure this shit out. Yeah. And, I mean, so that that is what leads him throughout this entire thing here is, who am I? Yeah. Maybe I really do have a family that's waiting for me. Maybe I really do mm-hmm. have loved ones
1: who think I'm, I'm dead. This movie um, kind of drives through those things immediately. Yeah. Like it, like it, it broke those walls down already. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, I mean, first off, he has a peaceful ending with the idea yeah. that he is Rey and that he did, you know, enact revenge on the one being. And he already knows that he doesn't have a family. In the movie yeah so it's like well what the fuck's your purpose now what what drives me to want to watch you in the future
2: you want to know how he ends here how he he ends in this comic run he ends a a damn near fucking just a skeleton just almost damn near dead wow like he just like that's how he ends up before you get the uh the 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 prequel thing with the the previous blood shots yeah you know like it's hmm i mean it's one of those things where it's like um I guess also you really have to kind of think about who you're dealing with 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 making these movies. Like, who's your target audience, and are you willing to go out on a limb and make something that's a little bit more extreme? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, we've already you know discussed that to them. You know, just, they they just want to make a movie that kind of plays it safe.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. So I I, I did kind of hope for like more creative action.
1: Yeah, you know, just because i get that th- this room for it yeah um and don't get us wrong there, there yeah. were some creative actions here you know like the the the, the elevator scene you know the the mm-hmm. running through the town um the two super soldiers versus bloodshot that right. was, i mean but it wasn't i don't know yeah it, th- it wasn't that fun creative action that we expect like the graphic novel mm-hmm. it, it wasn't really memorable you know and how yeah.
2: about like throughout the whole thing? He never even really resembled Bloodshot. There were only like right. certain moments where you thought that maybe like he was, he was gonna, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that going to get like like the, the Kratos white skin oh. with, with the piercing red eyes and, and the red symbol on the chest. Yeah, but every time like they they lean into it, like once or twice and then
1: they sacrifice for it for a tracksuit or a tank top.
2: Yeah. And yeah, I mean, nothing more. Mean, like, there's times where he does wear like a, a black shirt, but you can still see the red symbol and yeah. the white skin. And I, it's, it was just a, a weird
1: decision. Yeah, yeah. There, again, there, there's what it feels like is that there's a lot of disconnect between, you know, the head honchos and the producer seats versus the audience base. Yeah. You know? yeah.
2: So I look at it like this like, you know, if, if nothing else, like, the Joker movie proved that. If you veer way off fucking course from the canon, you better damn well present something that is is interesting to watch.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: um, and and unfortunately, like Bloodshot, it, it doesn't veer that far off the reservation, but it it doesn't do anything great. It 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 was too lukewarm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you
2: go. Too lukewarm. Like what? What's what's something that you never want to eat that's lukewarm? Cereal. <laughs> Oh god. I feel like it's soggy at that point too. It is. It's yeah. like that
1: weird fucked up soggy uh, pasty mess. Uh, and you're just like, What happened? It doesn't matter what kind it is either. Cornflakes, no. uh, something with marshmallows, Cheerios, whatever. At that point, when your milks become lukewarm and your cereal has sogged up into this weird, grimy, whole grain uh, paste, you're just like, I don't I don't wanna eat this. This right. is just gonna be poured down the sink. All right. Yeah also why was it oh. the first one that came to mind
2: grits is another one man you, yeah you can't yeah. grits because that to, just becomes a like, it becomes cement. a blob of, yeah you're yeah, yeah, yeah. just like pulling it for, apart like,
1: <laughs> I, I, like oh gosh
2: so i guess for for like the homies who aren't from the south aren't oh, familiar yeah, with grits yeah. go watch my cousin vinny they do an all right job of describing
1: they do <laughs> they do yeah uh that's another cult cool classic oh yeah um one more funny mm-hmm. uh lukewarm food. Let's think if we let's think of one more <laughs> before we cut this off and let the homies go to bed. Um lukewarm lukewarm lukewarm. Ice cream. Well, that's too easy. Yeah. Lukewarm ice cream is just like ice cream soup.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ah. Uh. Come on. We got to think of one more good one. One more good one. Yeah. Mm. Gotta be something else. Either.
2: you know, you know what the real problem is. Is that this says more so as to what, what we, what we do eat lukewarm more than anything. It's like this. This is more saying that we mm-hmm. eat almost everything lukewarm. I mean, like, kinda, like yeah. we, we have no problem eating almost anything else lukewarm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> just the, I mean my prepackaged foods. I want lukewarm yeah. like potato chips. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't necessarily need chilled chips. And it's like,
2: with the exception of cereal and and grits, apparently we'll yeah. eat anything else lukewarm.
1: I got I got another for you real quick. Mashed potatoes. Yeah, it's like lukewarm I, mashed potatoes is like there's always a cold center. Mm. I feel like. But see, then at that point you gotta ask, is it lukewarm? The outside is. <laughs> but then it's like once you lift your spoon and put it to your mouth, you realize the outside is nice still. It's like room temperature. But then the inside is like cold somehow, and you're just like or maybe that's my—that's just my uh, mashed potatoes you try to microwave, like mm. leftover mashed potatoes specifically, because, mm. you know, mashed potatoes that you made that day, lukewarm, are still pretty good, and it's like, okay, I'm going to put another helping of this on my plate. But, uh, yeah.
2: I think we ran it for about five minutes on lukewarm foods.
1: Uh, that's, Leave uh, a comment. No, I'm joking. But you know, uh, Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, we can go ahead and give uh, some closing thoughts before we wrap this one up. Yeah, man.
1: Um, Valiant Comics. I want to see you guys try again, but be braver. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe I'm trying to think. Like, who would who would fare better with like a lower budget? One that you don't have to. Because with Bloodshot, you, you kind of do have to spend a little bit more money and take a risk with the R. Hell, almost all Valiant Comics, at least like all the ones that that I, mm. I'm familiar with, you kind of have to go R-rated. Um, hell, maybe try ninja next. He'd be mm. fun. Be a lot of fun. Mm. Um Exo Man of War would be super cool. I don't know if they can pull it off though. But uh yeah, um would you like to see a sequel?
1: No. No, not really. (laughs) And I'm sorry. I wanted to spin that, homies, but not really, no. Um again, I'm gonna reiterate a point we had discussed earlier. Um the ending was too peaceful. Where the fuck do you go from that? You know, the the Ray that we see from the comics, the canonical Ray, is still disturbed by the end of the story. He he's still unsettled. He doesn't know enough about himself. He doesn't know enough about his his past, his family, whether or not he has one. This guy in our movie, again, knows that he doesn't have a family. He knows that he is Ray, mm-hmm. and that they are confidently sitting with that. If you backtrack from that in the next movie, if there is a theory, uh, a successful next movie, um, you're gonna have to really spin that for me. He also killed everyone that wronged him, so I mean, at this point, why why bring him back to the screen? You know, what story does he have left to tell? Yeah, yeah.
2: And I mean, really, that that is the the biggest question. Like, where do you go from here? I mean, you can. I guess you proved it in this movie. You can manufacture more villains if you want to. You can manufacture more characters. You know, you just kind of pull yeah. them X in the Hilo. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, ultimately, like I feel that like you really need to. If if you make a sequel, I would I would like I, I would like an I do respect I would like a different director. Uh, yeah, I would like agreed. someone who. Agreed. I feel like this director maybe viewed this as like a big break into live action film maybe yeah you know whereas I, I think a director who and hell you know we speaking about this on the comic news episode we just did a few days ago but how yeah. you know Todd McFarlane says that no he has to direct the Spawn movie he's not licensing licensing the movie rights to yeah. any studios yeah. you know and 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 that's kind of been like a pain in the ass because he can't get funding to make the movie uh, because he, ha- he wants to be in control of it yeah and like after seeing this movie, he probably wants to double down. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And honestly, who's to blame him? Yeah, yeah. So, um but yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, if if obviously if they do a sequel, we'll go see it. Of course, um, of course. But you I, already know. I, I do hope that if they do a sequel, don't be afraid to lean into like the the crazy ultra violent comic book style.
1: I or mean, or an R rating.
2: Yeah, like like fucking go for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen. You know, M- Marvel has a certain caveat of their superhero movies that you're never gonna breach. You're not gonna touch. Mm. Do something. Do something different.
1: Yeah. Do something that's yours. Yeah. You know? yeah. I would actually go to a great example here: The Boys. Oh yeah. That is an outstanding quality television series which does go balls to the walls mm-hmm. and it is very much a, an R-rated TV show. That doesn't try to be a Marvel movie. It doesn't try to be another action-packed thriller with Jason Statham or something. It It is <laughs> gruesome. And by the end of each episode, you know what the fuck you just watched. Mm-hmm. And you know they're the ones to supply it. So that might be some food for thought right there. There you go. Just yeah. saying. I guess this whole episode is just saying. Yeah. But yeah. Uh. There you go, homies.
2: But yeah, to to those of you who are you know Bloodshot fans or fans of Valiant comics in general, yeah. uh, you know, chin up. Um, I mean, the the good news is that like regardless, Valiant comics. I mean, they're still more popular today than they've ever been. Mm. I mean, like they they are they are doing some fucking numbers and yeah. fucking shout out to them because of that. You know, I'm I'm, I'm glad to see that there's more people reading Valiant now. Uh, hell, that's probably why the movie got lit in the first place. Yeah. Uh, even though I would argue that Bloodshot isn't their most popular character, but regardless, he's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this isn't the best way you want to start out the gate. So, mm. uh, there'll be another, um, another valiant superhero movie made
1: sometime. Right. Time right. will tell. I mean, Bloodshot sat in Hollywood hell for such a long time. So hopefully this next product from Valiant it, it will come out a little faster, you know. Yeah, but
2: we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely see. Um, mm. But that is all I have for this, my friend.
1: No, I'm I'm done too. I'm all wrapped up, man. All right, homies. Uh, thank you for tuning in, for listening and/or watching. Uh, definitely tune in next time because our uh, other movie products that we've been wanting to review here have been postponed indefinitely. Um, we don't know when the next time we'll do a movie review is. However, if need be, then Gummit, we will visit some cult classics and give you guys movie reviews for the quality you guys expect from us. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh,
2: but <laughs> if you guys uh, haven't done so, uh, feel so inclined to, to give us a rating. And, and there's Ooh, actually uh, there's actually a pretty easy and convenient way you guys can do that. Uh, if you go to ratethispodcast.com backslash homies, it'll take you directly to a page where you literally just type in your review of us, which hopefully is five stars, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> and, and then you just hit submit. And depending on what device you're using, it'll know exactly where to send the uh, the, the, the review to. So it's an mm-hmm. easy way for, for all you uh, cool ass homies to review us. And it also always helps us out as well.
1: Hell yeah. And uh, again, we really appreciate every review we get. So if you got something you want to say, please, we would love to hear it. Um, And then, of course, always, guys, uh, the Patreon page is up and running and it will continue to have cool uh, content added to it. In fact, because some of these movies were postponed indefinitely, that gives us more time to add to the Patreon. So definitely tune in for some announcements as to what's going to go on on the Patreon page and uh, stick around for some of that. A um, dollar will get you most things. Three dollars gets you everything, and every donation is greatly appreciated by these two cats right here. So definitely, guys, feel free to think about that. We appreciate it, and uh, we love you guys always and forever. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. And also, if you guys maybe haven't heard, some of our uh, podcasts have have little ad insertions. If yep, those yep. get on your nerves so much, you can also uh, get ad free listening at Patreon.com. Quite true. Um, So not only do you get to hear us talk about video games and comic book movies and television shows, but you can get after you listening. Hell yeah! The best kind. Hell yeah! Uh, But that's all I got for now, my friend. Yep. Same here, brother. uh, We'll see you guys again soon. Thank you. Thank you again. But until next time, my name
0: is superhero homie Q, and as always, I am superhero homie Kevin.